Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Is this better? Good. Okay. Uh, good evening, sports fans. This is uh, Welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 539. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we are coming to you live with a big fucking echo at my end. Um, I'll deal with it as best I can. So we're going to bring the other guys in right now and talk with them. I've got no rant. Out. Well, that's not true. I always got a rant. I, I am so pissed off at CFL.ca. And, and their lack of stats and their lack of anything, lack of knowledge, lack of fortitude, like, it's just, it's a joke. It, it, it's a fucking joke. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know how to make that any more clear, so we're not even going to address it again. And we'll go from there. <laughs> oh, big cough. Okay. So, uh, William, welcome to the show, buddy. Welcome back to Canada. Uh, how's your first ass doing? My well, I I did not really expose my ass, so it's not burnt. Um, okay. And the rest of my body is just red, but it will turn to brown eventually because I don't get a sunburn. Um, I. Uh, I, I, I have a question I want to I want to put out there, and I and I just want to know if, to everybody. I just want to know if you guys have an answer. Okay. When you're when you're in Las Vegas, why is it? Yes. Riddle me this bat. Riddle me this Batman. Why is it that the fattest women wear the least amount of clothes? Don't go there. Well, I just did. I'm sorry. I just did. I just did. And I don't understand why. Okay? I mean... The the, the people who don't want to wear clothes are the people who should. Okay. Do you you think I walked around the pool in Vegas in a Speedo? No. Because I'm a perfect example of a fat girl, okay? We're all... all I'm just just saying. I'm just saying. So I just don't understand it. Maybe they don't own a mirror. I I don't know. It, it, why is it that most of the people there look like they should be shopping at Walmart? I don't know. Okay? I just don't know. It's an American Those thing. The, I guess it must be. Okay. So I, saw, I, I, I saw something the other day. There, they, uh, of the ten top countries with the uh, obese citizens, the United States was was third. Who was ahead of that? Who was number one? And uh, Mexico is number two. Yep. And uh, and I don't remember what number three was. I or, sorry, number one. I don't, I don't remember what number one is. I don't remember. 
But I would bet you it's another Spanish country. I I, I don't think it is. Really? Okay. Okay. Um, Germany? Holland? Maybe the Netherlands? I, I think it's it. I think it was Egypt. Really? Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My I, money was in I, Ethiopia. I used to have an Egyptian woman who worked for us, and and she was not small. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I think it was the Egyptians. Oh. Okay. Anyhow, beside the point. What are we doing here? Okay. Uh, we introduced Will. Will. Las Vegas, there you go. I'm kidding. This echo's going to drive me nuts. Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I do not have an echo, so it's not bothering me. But, uh, yeah, we're here down here in the very warm Fraser Valley today. Not nearly as warm as what Will just went through, but down here it's uh, quite warm, but it's sunny, so I can't really complain, even though I always do that complain that it's too hot, but whatever. Yeah, I, I was back in the seat today driving, so it was kind of sweaty, hot, sweaty truck. No Anyhow, AC? Rudy. No AC. There's no AC in that thing. No. Yeah, okay. No. no. And you got to keep the windows up because you get covered in, in uh, sawdust shaving, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. So... That, that's that's really gross when you got a sweaty body and you got this all the sawdust all over you. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, Rudy, welcome to the show. Uh, I enjoyed a, a nice round of golf today and uh, just driving home now from refereeing hockey, summer hockey, and that's about it. So looking forward to the show tonight and. Uh, It'll uh, pain some fans that Winnipeg is not melting down over the uh, very amusing loss on Saturday, but it was uh, still kind of, I don't know what the word is, funny for now. <laughs> well, how do we know they're not melting down? We haven't seen them play since then. Well, well, the fans they lose are tomorrow. not melting down. If they lose oh, okay. tomorrow... There'll be, there'll be some. Oh, they lose tomorrow. I'll laugh my fucking ass off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I will too. Cause it's, I don't know. They won't lose. CFL. They won't lose. It has been ten. I know. Okay, so Ottawa has some. All right. I, I, I desperately need Toronto to lose a game. They will. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime nope. soon. Uh, they don't hold your breath this week because they're playing Hamilton. Yeah, they're playing uh, Hamilton. They play? Hamilton's on their third or fourth quarterback now. Yeah. Next, 
Next week they play Saskatchewan in in Halifax or wherever the fuck it is. The CFL is in trouble. Or or Why? teams that have to play Hamilton coming up are in trouble because they've signed Anthony Pipkin. Look out. I know everybody's in trouble. Holy shit. Scary, scary, scary shit. Okay. Let's let's talk about these football games. So the first game last week was Thursday night. It was the Hamilton Tiger Cats traveled into Edmonton to play the Elks to see how their if the Edmonton could crush this losing streak. It was not to be. Okay. So uh, it was an entertaining game. I really thought Edmonton was going to win. I don't know what the hell happened right at the end. And I never did see what happened to Schlitt. What happened to Schlitt? Because he's been put on the six-game injury list. He got twisted in his leg. His whole hip and leg got twisted. So I think it's something in that. could be a, a torn quadricep or something with his hip. would be my guess. Okay. That seems, so, yeah, Rudy, that, you're, that you're talking right now, Rudy. Tell us what you thought of this game. And uh, just, well, just I mean, Edmonton started well, and then they just absolutely imploded with dumb penalties. And and uh, Cornelius just unbelievably. I, he looked like uh, he was frazzled. I've never seen a quarterback like that, like, threw the towel in, like he was throwing balls in the air that had no chance. It was kind of sad. At a certain point, you can see the guy was not right. Something was something's wrong there with him because that was not a professional quarterback. That He's got some issues to deal with. And uh, I don't know. I don't think he's long for the league. And, uh, I mean, how is much anything special? They just let Edmonton you know, shit the bed if they just kind of picked up the pieces and had short drives for touchdowns. And, I mean, Hamilton fans think they won the Great Cup last week, but seriously, you know, they'll get a rude awakening this week in Toronto. So. so, Chris Jones has said that trade four has to step up and play football. Now, that just kind of pisses me off just a little bit because Chris Jones hasn't allowed him to play football. That's coming so up, by the way. how can he step up? He referenced he didn't play, he didn't practice well. What does that mean? Like that's... I think he's pissed and, off. Uh, what a... Yeah. And, uh, man, when the other quarterbacks that the uh, Elks have are going to step up and play football because... Uh, and looking at this way, I mean, I don't care how bad Craig Ford may or may not be. Can he really be any worse than the other clowns that they've got playing there? Uh, uh, Cornelius and that Dodge or Doge or whatever his name. I mean, they're not exactly like the room on fire. But the pan, Taylor's Cornelius close to 400K. They've right. got four weeks to release him, or they got guarantee a salary for the rest of the season. What a waste of money. 
They have to release them. Yeah, they have. I mean, Evan had a real chance to win that game. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Rudy, right. Um, Cornelius just completely imploded in that game. He actually was playing not great, but half decent uh, until he had the one turnover in the interception, and at that point, the bottom completely fell out of his game. Hey, cool music. Anyhow, um, Taylor Cornelius looks like deer in a headlight. There's just no question about it. He just, he sucks. William, were you able to watch this game down in Las Vegas? No, Go sir, ahead. I was Tell not. What you think. No, I was not. Huh? I did not get a chance to watch it. I was too busy gambling. You're hitting yourself lucky. Um, and, I, and I meant to watch it tonight, but I had a problem with my wife's car that I had to fix, so... I did not get a chance to watch it. It's still on my PVR, and I will eventually watch it, but not in time for the show. So, it, not it's that not worth much watching. to watch. Not yeah, I don't. Much to watch. If, I can watch it in if 20 you minutes. Have to, so. Don't do it now. Yeah. Well, I, I, w- I went back and rewatched the end of the Winnipeg Ottawa game and the, and the Calgary Saskatchewan game, but the other two, fuck, no, no, not worth it. No. Okay, so it was a, the final score was Hamilton 37, Edmonton 29, total of 66 points. Charles, you took Edmonton, you got zero. Will, you took yeah, Edmonton, yeah, yeah. you got zero. TJ took Hamilton, got 100 points, but was too low in the score. Rudy, you picked Edmonton, you got zero. Stepping out with she just stepping out with a hundred points on this game. Okay, second game was the Toronto Argonauts into Montreal to play the Alouettes, and everybody's claiming this was the best game of the season. And I'm sorry, Toronto's just not that good a team, and Montreal is a bad team. Yeah, I'm not going to go. Charles, you take it. Honestly, regardless of what you you, uh, um, think of these two teams, this was actually a fantastic football game. It was back and forth. Uh, Both offenses actually played extremely well. Uh, Both offenses put up a lot of points. There was a lot of um, um, great play in both sides of the ball in this game. Uh, Chad Kelly continues to impress. He was uh, well over 300 yards. i got to give it to him. I, Chad Kelly's looking like uh, everything they thought he was going to be. And um, Toronto, I mean, they had more trouble with Montreal than I was expecting them to. Uh, more trouble than BC had with them the week before, but they still got the job done. Uh, they got the win. That's the most most important thing. Not everyone is going to be a, a master classic performance, but they did what needed to be done and picked up the victory. So you got to give Toronto credit there. But uh, 
I would actually, if I'm Montreal or a Montreal fan, I'm very pleased the way they bounced back because the week before against BC, Montreal was not very good in that game. They stuck around somewhat close, but it was pretty clear that they were not going to win that game pretty much from halftime on, maybe even a little bit before. But last week against uh, Toronto, they took what Toronto was giving them, and they gave it right back. They kept coming back and scoring. They kept uh, going pretty much toe-to-toe with them. Uh, just at the end, the, uh, the Argos were able to pull away at the last minute. Uh, the uh, Argos offense uh, was able to put it in, and uh, the defense would finally hold. But you got to give Montreal credit in this game. They really stuck around um, probably longer than they should have. They didn't get the win, but they, they gave them uh, quite a bit of a ride. That might be the, the closest game um, – that the Argos had. I still thought their offense was extremely good in this game. I just thought their defense was not as good as we've seen in other weeks. So uh, that could just be a one-off. We'll have to wait and see. They still got the win. Good for Toronto, and they are still undefeated. So still top of the league. Hey, Charles. Yeah. You said that this was a back-and-forth, high-scoring game. It was. What was the final score? Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't have the I don't have the score in front of me. Somebody saw something going in the background. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Very loud. Let's compare this with the first game. Hamilton scored 37 points. Toronto scored 35. They were both like. victory, but Hamilton scored more. Edmonton 29. Montreal 27. Montreal, Edmonton scored more points than Montreal. Tell me why this game was yeah. bad. Because it was that 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 that. that. Score the Hamilton Edmonton score is completely flattering on Edmonton. Edmonton got like ten points in garbage time. Hamilton was home and cooled out when Edmonton got most of those points. Montreal and Toronto were tied going down to the wire. You can't look at the scores and just look at the scores. That's that's completely misleading. You gotta look at how the game unfolded and how the game was played. You can't just say, Oh, well this score was this and this is the so they're the same. No, that's not what you do. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work that way. You've got to look at actually how that they got to where they were. And when you look at it, the two teams were tied and were close until late in the fourth quarter. That was not the case in the uh, Hamilton-Edmonton uh, game, where at one point, I believe it was 35-12 to 12 or something. It was completely a blowout. And really, the... the Hamilton had got into prevent defense, and Edmonton scored a few points late. In fact, I think they got a field goal to bring them within like eight points with I think 12 seconds left or something. Like that. The score, you're looking at it that way, just doesn't work. Um, you got to look at how the game unfolds, not just the final score, because you can get misleading scores where. Uh, where um, a score will flatter one team that is clearly outplayed because the football teams go into the prevent defense when they get well ahead. And the prevent defense will uh, allow 
for a team to battle back somewhat and score points. That's just the nature of how the pre-med defense works. That's a different situation to a, a game where one team scores and another team scores and one team scores. And it's completely different in that, in that respect. So that's why it was a better game because of how they went. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, uh, it was 20-13 to 13 Toronto, so a seven-point game, and then Toronto outscored them 15-14. to 14. So the fourth quarter was completely back and forth. And Montreal, in fact, I believe, had the lead at one point in the fourth quarter, and then Toronto back and forth. So why it's better is because it was um, just, like I said, the way, the way it went down, basically. Not just how the final score went. I understand what you're saying, and Edmonton made a really good run for it. Yes, it's in, the, in a prevent defense, but Cornelius Taylor, Taylor Cornelius ran it into the end zone. They got a two-point conversion to bring it within eight. They went for the onside kick and failed it. Okay. That game was as close, if if not the same as the Toronto Montreal. I disagree. Personally, I disagree with that. But if you want to, if you want, that's fine. But because uh, that, that that yeah, they, they scored again. It was like twelve seconds left, and they were like at one point like twenty one points back, or something like that. And, and, and they, they were back. never going. They were. Edmonton was never, ever in that game. I don't care what the score says. They need that zero shot to win that game. Did anyone watch that game and say, hey, Edmonton's going to make a comeback? I don't think anybody would have. Well, I picked Hamilton. You're the one that picked Edmonton to win. Yeah, and it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rudy, go on this Toronto-Montreal game. I mean, it was better than the, the it was better than the uh, Edmonton game. I mean, the Edmonton game was just a bunch of mistakes by both teams, and Edmonton made more. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was. I, I thought Toronto Toronto showed why they made a run to win the Grey Cup last year, and I, I don't think I think they're going to lose some games when they play some teams in the West coming second half of the season. Um, and Chad Kelly's getting better every week, so you got to give him credit. I think Dinwiddie should get credit for that. He's not. I think he's simplified the game plan for him because he's a young quarterback, and that's a that's a good thing. And uh, it's uh, paying dividends early on in the season. And uh, I don't know. I don't see anybody challenging Toronto in the East. I mean, they're going to have this wrapped up by by Labor Day, and they'll have three months of, or two months of a meaningless football so they can have a they can see how Calgary and Winnipeg uh, lived the last couple of years or the last ten years so we'll see, it'll be interesting Okay, so at the beginning of the show I did a real quick little rant about CFL.ca okay, and how shitty their stats are I'm looking at the stats from the Toronto to Montreal game and the time of possession. The Toronto Argonauts had eight seconds 
Montreal has three minutes. I what thought there was 60 minutes of the game. Uh, we've talked about it multiple times. The, 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 these stats are a complete joke, and the, the, the website is a joke. It's terrible. It's like they, it's like, it's like they stopped taking um, they stopped taking it like three minutes into the game. I'm just looking at that now. Yeah, three minutes to eight seconds. These stats are ridiculous. <laughs> How is it that this hasn't been fixed yet? No kidding. It, People have been complaining about it since me? the very first week. I know that. And of course, and of course, when I was in Vegas and I didn't get to see these two games, I went to well, the NFL to look at the stats. And they don't even have the fucking score there most of the time. No. It's like, what the fuck? It's humiliating. The stats were way better in previous years. It's I'd be happy to just go back. Okay. Anything Plenty better of, than this do crap? This, do you watch any of these football games well? Any of them? Yeah, I watched the next two. I didn't watch this one, but I watched the next one too. Okay. I managed to watch those last night. Calgary game and the Bomber game. Okay, so let's, uh, let's close this one up. Like I said, it was Toronto 35, Montreal 27. That's 62 points. Charles, you took Toronto, you got 100 points. Will, you took Montreal, you got zero. CJ, you took a, it, Toronto and you got 108 points. Rudy, you got Toronto and 116 points. Okay. Now, there were two games on Saturday night. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I think this was actually an afternoon game, 1 o'clock B.C. time. And this was in Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. Now, this was a racing day for me. So, I did not get to watch this show, this game. But I did go back and watch the fourth quarter because it was fairly exciting and it was very good. And it, Winnipeg basically dominated this game and fell apart in the fourth quarter. I, I, I really don't know how else to describe it. They just lost their shit. It was funny. Okay, so game tracker... No, 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 no. Winnipeg, Ottawa. No, no. Okay, so Winnipeg scored 28 points in the first three quarters. Ottawa scored six. So it was 28 to six going into the fourth quarter. And Ottawa outscored Winnipeg 19 nothing. 
to tie the game up and to push it into overtime where they went back and forth, traded field goals, and in the second overtime game, they uh, – I don't know what happened to Winnipeg. Get the field goal. And they missed it? No, they got the field goal, but Ottawa responded with a touchdown. That's what they won. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. It was 25-6 going into the fourth quarter, I think. What was that, Rudy? Yes, it was. It was 25 25 the fourth quarter. Sorry, it was 25-6. They just got owned. Now, do we call this a, a garbage time victory for Ottawa, or do we call this a, a, a well-fought, well-earned game? I think a bit of both. You know, we give, we got to give the quarterback credit. Uh, Crum in Ottawa, he kept on fighting, and you know what? Winnipeg took their foot off the gas, and they got punished for it. They did it in, in the Hamilton game in the first game of the season. I kind of thought, wow, this is the first game of the season. But, you know, this definitely gives O'Shea something to yell about at practice, so um, no one's panicking in Winnipeg, but if they come out and play a sloppy, another sloppy game tomorrow in Edmonton, I mean, if the Bombers don't cover tomorrow, we'll be, I think they should win this game by 21 tomorrow, but we'll see. And I give Ottawa credit, their defense is not bad, and they're at, you know, you're at home, home crowd, and those games happen every once in a while, and it sucks when you're on the other end of it. Because the momentum just, it's funny when the momentum switches. It just, whatever, I mean, all of a sudden, uh, shown the best, one of the best receivers in the league is dropping passes, fumbling, pick six, like just whatever can go wrong. You know what? You know what I'm happy? This didn't happen in a great cup game. That's the only thing I'm happy about. It happened in July. So lots of time to fix things. But very similar to the BC game in Toronto. Yeah, just. Just doing stupid shit. How about that? Doing stupid shit, which you wouldn't think a veteran team would. Okay, so I have a question for you here, Rudy. Yeah. Winnipeg played BC and lost. Right? Yeah. And that was a shitty game for them. Right? 30 to 6. Yeah. Yeah, BC, BC won next- that game. Like, they. Yeah. Okay. The next game was Winnipeg won it 17 to three over Montreal, and that was a terrible game. Okay, Winnipeg played terrible, but they got the win. Well, the, their defense didn't. Their defense played well. Montreal didn't really challenge them. Okay, the next week they played Calgary. And they put in a subpar performance again. And we all went back and forth on this game and said that this was not a good game. And then the next week, Ottawa beat them. So Winnipeg has sucked for four straight weeks. They got two, two victories and two losses. 500 football was good. But you can't tell me that they're playing Winnipeg football. 
No, they're not playing up to their. They're not. They haven't hit their stride. You said that last week. They haven't quite hit their. They haven't clicked yet. And and last week for three quarters they were they were looking good. Um, but don't I mean don't forget they only allowed uh, fourteen or what uh, fourteen points in two games. I mean Montreal and I mean they shut Calgary down for three quarters. Like Calgary had nothing after the first quarter. And Calgary's, a, you know, they're looking like a better football team. So, I mean, the Bombers' defense, but then again, now the Bomber defense got kind of ran on in the fourth quarter, but I think that's more the offense given the uh, even Ottawa short field. But, yeah, I mean, the offense is kind of the issue right now, I think, in Winnipeg. Now, when Winnipeg first started the season in week one and week two, Everybody agreed that this this team looked like they were in their mid-season stride. They were just a well-oiled machine, and they were just happening, and it just looked like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And week three, they played BC and shit the bed and yeah. haven't recovered. Do you agree with that? Um, I think they. I think defensively, they recovered. Because I mean they they shut teams down. I mean they they just I mean they Ottawa had nothing for three quarters. I mean Calgary had nothing for three quarters. Uh, Montreal had nothing for four. So I don't think they're that far away. But they definitely have to start cleaning up all the mental errors. I mean, and those are errors that should, team, a veteran team shouldn't be making. So I think that's probably what's bothering uh, O'Shea right now. And. Uh, Thanks, now we'll see what Lawler. Uh, but the CFL is a tale of two halves, so I will not panic until the second half starts. And if my, if Winnipeg is doing the same kind of shit in week 15, then yeah, then then will be I'll be concerned. But they might be fighting with Calgary for third, for, for second place. That that's a possibility now because I think Calgary's looking like the for now the third best team in the West. You guys, if I disappear, you've got to continue on, okay? I've heard, yeah. I mean, the BC game is setting up big here for August, the August 3rd, the Thursday, I believe, August 3rd, Winnipeg, BC. Yep. That game should not be on a Thursday night. That should be a feature game. It's so stupid, I know. Yeah. Absolutely. That should be a Saturday night game. Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Not Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg, that's crazy. Makes no sense. Okay, Charles, what's your take on this Winnipeg-Ottawa game? All these comebacks nobody would have predicted, Alex, for 400. I mean, come on, 25 to 6. The Bombers are up on Ottawa, and they're using a guy named Crumb as their quarterback. That game, you, you asked earlier, uh, was that a garbage time win? It should have been garbage time at that point. The Bombers up by, what, 19 points going to the fourth quarter? I know they were in Ottawa and all, but still, 
that, that team should have been home and cooled out. And in past years, that doesn't happen to that team. They, they, they posted a victory easy there. This was a team that was up 25-6. to six. They thought the game was over. They thought they were home and cooled out. And they got smacked in the mouth. And not only that, they, they uh, have a long quarterback run to beat them in overtime. I mean, you would have thought they would have smartened up when they started coming back and say, hey, maybe we need another touchdown. But no. Uh, they shut the uh, they shut the um, uh, the gas off and couldn't get started again once they fell behind. Um, that was uh, just something I don't think anyone. When it's twenty five to six, I'm, I bet you people shut the some people shut the TV off and said, "Oh, there's no point in watching the rest of this because well, there was a lot of auto fans then, the yeah, probably. Why not? Uh, anyone that no, no one thought they were coming back at that point. It's just ridiculous. Uh, but then they come back and give credit to this guy Crum, who's actually come in, looked pretty good both times uh, in relief, and then hey, leads them back against one of the best teams in the league uh, from a 19-point fourth quarter deficit. So you got to give him some credit. The guy played pretty well. Uh, he can do it with his arms. He can do it with his legs. Hey, this guy's looking good. Let's see uh, how where is this kid uh, go. Maybe these injuries turn out to be a blessing in disguise for Ottawa. Who knows? But you got to give him some credit because uh, I don't think many people gave them any shot to win after they're down that far in the fourth quarter. So, hey, give him credit, like I said. But... Um, Winnipeg, yeah, they're just not the team they have been in the past years. They're still a very good team. I'm not disputing that. But, I mean, they're coming in, and they're just not putting teams away like they used to. And, uh, and I'm not saying that sh- even should be all that surprising because, hey, all teams, when they're uh, good for a long period of time, eventually, father time starts to catch up on them, and it usually starts gradually. They're still a good team but they're not the team they used to be, and they're probably a bit of a team on the decline right now because some of their bigger players, Willie Jefferson, Adam Big Hill, even Zach Clare, they're getting up there in years, and eventually the body starts to slow down. It happens. It's not, a, it's not an insult or anything like that. That's just mother nature. So I'm not saying they're finished by any stretch of the imagination. But they are probably starting that downward slope. That happens to all successful teams. So we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, as we know, I you got to feel somewhat happy for Ottawa and their fans and Bob Dice. Bob Dice was the most jacked up guy on the field after the uh, Ottawa won that game. He was just through the moon happy. So I want to see what Ottawa goes from here because that can be the type of win that kind of catapults the team into. Uh, into a, um, a bit of a winning streak. Let's see if that happens to Ottawa. I'm interested to see where it goes. Okay. William, what's your take on this game? Well, number one, I you don't see a team coming back in the fourth quarter for 19 points very often, but obviously Winnipeg gave up or decided to mail in the rest of the game. You know what? 
it, it's it's hard, and I've I've experienced this being in Calgary. Okay, there's a team that won back-to-back Grey Cups, sort of, and then they made it to the final last year and lost by whatever it was, two points or three points. They rel- they have relatively the same team, but you know what? Sorry, they're not as hungry as they used to be. They can't be as hungry as they used to be, okay? And that's part of the problem. And they're old, and I think sometimes when you get old and you've won great cups, you don't want to pay the prices that you have to pay. And it start, it's looking like that. And I'm not saying they're not going to the great cup again because they can very easily pull it back on the thing. But the thing that struck me as the craziest was we're in overtime, okay? Crum ran that touchdown in, and the fucking bomber defense looked like a bunch of fucking pylons. They weren't even moving. And and I'm sorry, the guy's not that good, but he fucking had them all. He had them all. Nobody was moving their feet. He ran by all of them like they were pylons and scored a touchdown in overtime. Come on, really? So not much more than you can say. And do I think do I think Winnipeg will beat Edmonton? If they don't beat Edmonton, they might as well mail in the rest of the games for the season. Because anybody who loses to Edmonton is a loser. It's that simple. Because Edmonton's a horrible football team. And more importantly for me, my question is, why does Chris Jones still have a job? Fuck. Oh, yeah, he'll have a job for a while. Two yeah, I, know, that's the scariest thing. I know. That's the scariest thing. He shouldn't have a job. There should be some kind of, he should not there should have a job. Kind of, there should be special circumstances where you can like a, like make a plea to the commissioner to, to like Yeah, if, in a situation if like, your coach if your coach sucks, yeah. you should be able to yeah. make a plea to the commissioner. Please, Randy, actually, like, let here. me get another coach. <laughs> wow. Anyways. For the that's all. And well, what's their season ticket base going to be next year? That's becoming an issue. We're going to lose lots of money this year again. That's a community-owned team. So I gets a bit sticky. At least if they made a coaching change, it, lo- it would look like they're trying to fix the problem. But right now, they doesn't look like they're trying to fix anything. They're just kind of sitting there, spinning their wheels. Yeah, but yeah, but here, here, Chris Jones' biggest comment this that. week is Trey Ford should practice harder and he might get a chance. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's what he. That's what he says. Not talking about the thirty, the fifty-four or fifty-three guys that are on the field. So he starts criticizing uh-huh. a guy who didn't even play. Trey, Trey Ford has nothing to do with these losses, okay? I think if they put him in, they might win. But Chris Jones doesn't like Canadians. Sorry. Especially Canadian quarterbacks. Okay, so what did Chris Jones For Chris Jones to call out anybody publicly? We thought he was a freaking idiot. And he... He, he just excelled and, 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 and built a football team. He was firing players right, left, and center. He was bringing in everybody. And the, 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 the rosters kept flipping over and flipping over and flipping over. 
He's not doing that. No. He's staying with Taylor Cornelius. The, the team is solid. He's, he's trying to make this oh. work as opposed to going and finding the pieces that he needs. There His entire style has changed. Well, even last year, signing Kenny Lawler to that crazy contract, and then Castillo to that like big, big money contract, like those those two signings made no sense last year for the for the money that Edmonton paid out. Like, we'll send it on a quarterback. I mean, why would you sign Taylor Cornelius, totally completely unproven, to four hundred thousand? Crazy. I mean, he had had some decent games, but nothing that warranted that kind of contract. Why don't we're all 150,000? What is that in the background? Sign him for like 150,000 and give him bonus performance bonuses. Don't give him 400 grand that you got to pay out. But now, who are you going to bring in? Like, I mean, now with Harris being hurt in Saskatchewan, I mean, and Schlitz out, Bo Levi's out, like, quarterbacks, whoever is left will be at a premium. So you're not going to – you're going to be fighting with the other teams to get a quarterback. Well, well maybe Don Davis will trade him on a BC. Like, Dane Evans might become what's the his most name? – What's his name? Stock has gone up big time <laughs> from uh, Toronto name? last year. What from Toronto last year? Well, McLeod got for Compton. You betcha. I don't think he's, he's coming, coming back, back, honestly. He's not coming back. I think he's pretty much already said that. He's trying to catch on in the NFL. I don't think he's interested in, unless somebody throws stupid money at him, but still. Yeah, but the minute when we started talking about this a week ago or two weeks ago, he got released from whoever he's with. So maybe he asked for his release. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure uh, BC is getting a lot of phone calls about Dane Evans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but well, I, think I'll say, I, I wonder. I'm just wondering if I Kevin Glenn got a phone team. call lately. Wonder if Kevin Glenn's gotten a phone call lately. <laughs> yeah. Well, who Who's out there right That's now? All I'm saying. I mean, Winnipeg has right. Winnipeg has two number twos. They have a pro cop, and uh, I'm not sure their starting material. Uh, you're Arbuckle. not sure? I can tell you, neither one of them are. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, know, I think the court, the quarterback situation in the CFL was pathetic at the beginning of the year. Now it is even it's worse. Got- yeah, if that was possible, if that was possible, guys, so, but but you know what? Like, though everybody's saying that, but now look at Crum got a chance, and look what he's doing, right? So sometimes, yeah, in fact, hidden you know gem what? found. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna clue in on Crum, and they're gonna fucking tackle him the minute he tries to run. Okay, the only reason he ran was he surprised Winnipeg. You know what? I have that's simple. I have Calgary by a lot this week. That's all I'm saying. 
I do agree with that. Too. But, I mean, Kremlin showed something, right? Usually they throw a guy in there and he just does nothing, right? Nothing happens. So, I mean, give him some credit. But I, I, I Well, and what's his that. name? What's his name gets gets a chance now gets a chance in Saskatchewan? Fine, Mason. Fine. We'll see how he does. Okay. He's. I mean, hey, here's an opportunity for somebody, right? Yeah. Let's see but, what happens. You know, it's so funny. Let's see what happens. Honestly, so. that pass he threw last week when two Calgary DBs fought over it and they handed it to their receiver was not that. That was all yeah. Calgary. You really, you really have to remind me that one, do you, Rudy? In grade seven football, you learn to knock the ball down. <laughs> Don't try and pick yeah. it off. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, you could, but but Saskatchewan fans are, are given fine credit. They're saying, "Oh, it was a great pass." What are you talking about? Ninety-nine of a hundred times, that is not it's down. Totally it's intercepted. Off. Yeah, it was short. Yeah, it was the short the Calgary guy would have picked it if the other Calgary guy hadn't yeah. hit him. Okay, <laughs> it was yeah, it was simple. short and in the yeah, the pass was short and in the double coverage. Like that was a horrible. horrible yeah, pass. I mean, I mean, the ball oh, was down at their toes. I had to do was stand there and let him hit it and hit the ground. Right, but the ball was down by his hands, and he was behind yeah. them when he caught it. So how good of a pass was that? Fuck. The score really flattered Saskatchewan in that game. They should have lost by two touchdowns. Whatever. Anyways, should we move on to the next game, CJ? Are you? Yeah, we're on, obviously. Yeah, we have to finish this one. Oh, yeah. okay, you're still there. Yeah, I'm here. You weren't, you weren't okay, saying so anything. Okay, so it was Winni- Winnipeg 28, Ottawa 31 in overtime, total of 59 points. We're going to do this really easy. Everybody picked Winnipeg. Everybody lost. Charles picked up an additional 24 points. Will had 20. CJ 14. Rudy 26. Hey, and you know what the was, nice thing? Wait a minute. You know what the ahead. nice thing about the Barmer game was? I was having I was having dinner in Las Vegas with two Bomber fans. Okay. And I kept on and I kept on showing them the score, and they couldn't believe it. Okay, so. Funny. Well, that, yeah. I was camping. That's all. I was out. out. Huh? I was having a beer at some. Uh, we, I was just visiting some relatives in the country and went to a little bar. And I was. I saw a twenty-five six. I didn't even. I go. Okay. Well, this is. I'm just gonna not even worry about it. And then my phone started buzzing. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I looked, and it was like, oh my god. Very. You had to laugh. How about that? You had to laugh because it was. We laughed. I did. Oh, I laughed really fucking hard. So, yeah. I was at the on on Saturday, and the president of our association is a huge rider fan. He's got actually a big rider tattoo on his leg. So I actually had fun telling him the score of this game. So we had the Calgary Stampeders into Saskatchewan to play the Riders. 
And this was a close back and forth game. I'm just going to leave it at that for right now. Charles, Charles, you take over. Okay, well, this really, uh, this was a close back and forth game. Uh, when you look at the uh, Stampeders, uh, and there were a lot of lead changes in this game, and it was actually a very, very entertaining game. Once you thought um, one thing was going to happen, something else happened. Uh, it was a the Stampeders. I mean, how often are you going to see a team? get two punt return touchdowns in one game, and they lose. That, uh, but that they doesn't only, happen. You, but you, they you, only scored three points. What are you talking about? They scored three points, and they got 14 off punt return touchdowns. Yeah, that's 17. That, that was 17, and that's what it was at at, at, was it halftime or in, in third quarter or something like that? that? That's all that Saskatchewan had done. Uh, yeah, that was... Um, what is my scores here? It was, seven, it was 20 to 10 at halftime. It was 20 to 17 after three quarters. Good football game. Very good football game. And then the fourth quarter was off the, off the charts. In fact, Saskatchewan ends up outscoring Calgary in the fourth quarter, 14 to 13. And I don't know how, considering they were using a third-string quarterback or second-string quarterback. Mason Fine is not the answer in Saskatchewan, folks. But, I mean, he's all they got right now. But it was a very entertaining fourth quarter. This was easily the game of the week, in my opinion. Maybe the game of the year, because it was that – that close, that entertaining. I mean, the, the the Riders actually take the lead with less than a minute to play, and then Stampeders march down. And Renee Paradis, who has normally been over the years automatic, who has struggled at times this year, hits a 50-yarder to save the victory for Calgary. I mean, say what you want. These two teams probably aren't very good football teams, either one of them. But having said that, they put on a pretty good show in that football game. Um, you got to look at it, but you do have to look at it too in the uh, in the um, context that they had two punt return touchdowns. That's fourteen points. So you take that away from thirty-one, and that's seventeen points put up by the offense, which is not a great stat. And I'm gonna guess they're not gonna get. Um, two punt return touchdowns every week. So, offensively, they probably have some concern there. Uh, Saskatchewan fans, that was not a good pass by Mason Fine. Uh, that was a lucky pass that he got a break, that he got away with. Because, like Moody said, 99 times out of 100, that pass gets intercepted. But uh, having said that, very entertaining game. And uh, a good win for Calgary. Uh, they needed that one because they were really – they lose that one. They're in big trouble. But, uh, hey, they kept somewhat pace there. And I got to think that with the injuries and so on, you got to think Calgary's pretty much a, a pretty strong uh, third place now in the, in the West. 
So I'm looking at the score, Charles, and this is what I – Saskatchewan got seven points in the fir- first quarter. That was a punt return touchdown. Yes. Then they got a field goal in the second quarter. And then they got a yeah. punt return touchdown in the third quarter. So Trevor Harris scored three points in three quarters and then got injured. Correct. Mason Fine came in and scored 14 points. Right. This was not a real good game for Saskatchewan. I never said it was a good game. I said it was an entertaining game. You said it's probably the best game of the season. Yeah, entertainment-wise, yeah, it was. Okay. William. Yes. Talk about the Calgary Stampeders, please. Well... Okay, so something different happened in that game that doesn't normally happen. Their special team, their special team coverage sucked because Saskatchewan got yeah. two touchdowns on special teams. Their defensive line was unstoppable. They had six sacks, I do believe. Yeah. And uh, and seven. Seven Jake sacks. Mayer, Jake Mayer looked a lot better than he had. And they had some decent receivers and a decent running game. So overall, it was a it was a good game for Calgary, even though the score was close. Once again, that touchdown where the DB should have knocked the fucking ball down drives me nuts. And and I, you know, you don't normally see Dave Dickinson lose his shit, but man, did he lose his shit over that one? He almost he did a he, he almost did an impersonation of Jason Moss. The only thing he didn't do was tear the yeah. headphones apart. I mean, he threw them on the ground. He threw them on the ground. So I, I guess, and I guess we don't know what that rivalry is like with your brother on the other sidelines. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, that's true. Um, so yeah, all the power to Calgary. Um, I'm, I'm still. Everybody's saying, oh yeah, they're a third place team. Blah 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 blah. I'm still not a believer. I I might be a believer after Sunday if they beat Ottawa or when they beat Ottawa because they did beat Ottawa quite easily the last time. So let's see what happens. But go ahead. I was just gonna say you want to think either Saskatchewan or Edmonton is gonna pass them to third place. Well, that's, not that's Edmonton for say. sure. But you know what? I mean, look at it this way. Edmonton is a horrible, horrible, horrible football team. They only have one way to go. They're as low as you can get. So True, but they can stay there for a while before they go up. I mean, all I can say is what happens uh, if, uh, and heaven forbid it happens, what happens if Jake Mayer gets hurt on Sunday? I mean... Once again, like I mentioned before, the quarterback situation in the CFL was dreadful at the beginning of the year, and now it's even worse. So, we'll see. 
We'll see, but I mean, it is it is it does make for it really is. Most of these games are pretty hard to pick, other than other than the BC Toronto maybe bomber games. Everybody else is hard to pick. Well, I thought the score <laughs> the, the score the score flattered Saskatchewan. Hey, Calgary won that game. They were the better team. Yeah. Just a few mistakes and special special teams and dumb penalties. And then you keep teams only hanging around. Yeah, they were close to the game. Yeah. Okay, right. let's close For Jake Mary. Unless, Charles, do you have anything to say? No, I've already said it. You already said it? Okay. Calgary 33, Saskatchewan 31. Total score 64. Charles, you picked Saskatchewan. You got two two points. Will, you took Calgary. You got 100. CJ picked Calgary. I got 118. Rudy, you picked Calgary. You got 108. Okay, so to week six, uh, CJ was the big winner with 340 points. Rudy was second with 250. Charles, 126. Will, 120. So the standings after six weeks, CJ is now 18.50. Charles is 16.18. And Rudy is 14.20. Will is 11.36. Okay. What else is we got? Time to pick scores for this week. We have four games. The first one is Edmonton in Winnipeg. Charles, who are you taking? Oh, boy. Edmonton, Winnipeg should be a lock for this one. I thought they were a lock last week. But I'm going to be perfectly honest here. As bad as Ottawa was playing going into last week's game, uh, Edmonton, uh, well below that. Uh, I just don't uh, see a whole big uh, success coming from them. I don't know whether it's going to go with Caleb Cornelius again. Is it Doge? It doesn't look like it's going to be Trey Ford. I don't know why you don't try something you, you haven't tried yet because the other stuff you're using ain't working very well. But to be perfectly honest, this game should not and I think will not be close. Uh, I commented earlier that the Bombers are on a bit of a downside, but they are head and shoulders a better team than Edmonton. And, yeah, they're going to be stung a little bit from their loss last week. They're probably going to be facing an angry Bomber team, which I don't think is a good thing for them. So I'm sorry. I think this is going to be uh, a, a bit of a laugher, and I think Winnipeg loses this one going away. Quite frankly, because I think they're pissed off at uh, last week's game, and they should be pissed off at last week's game. And really, Edmonton is the whipping boy of the CFL right now. Let's face it. You need uh, to bump a slump, you play uh, the Elks. Because that's going to do it for you, and it's going to do it for the Bombers this week. Not that they're any huge slump or anything like that. 
But Winnipeg's going to win this one going away. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Winnipeg, and I'm going to say uh, 55 points. 55? Most of which will be scored by the Bombers. Okay. Well. William. Yes. Winnipeg, Edmonton. You know what? That was a lot of talk, Charles, for no reason whatsoever. Winnipeg, 42. There's no fucking chance Edmonton's going to beat them. There's no chance that Edmonton's going to beat anybody this year. Sorry. I, I, I disagree. If you disagree, I, I Edmonton, you need to watch. You need to watch a lot more football. I'm watching all the, most of the games. Hang on, I gotta go deal with some kids. Well, Rudy, then maybe you go on this game. The bomber. Sure, I'll go on this game. Oh, well, everything in my everything. I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to be like, I'm trying to figure out this bomber team and I'm thinking bombers are upset, pissed off, and they're going to come out absolutely gangbusters. And I mean, I, I would have been more worried if, if this game, if Winnipeg would have beaten Ottawa and then, you know, Edmonton slinks into town with nothing to lose, maybe be a bit closer, but I think Winnipeg, Winnipeg wins this one easily. Edmonton won't move the ball. I'll say 53 points. 53 Winnipeg. Okay, CJ's going high. Winnipeg, 58. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of Edmonton right now, but that's just not happening. Next game, Toronto in Hamilton. Tough one. Charles, what are you going to do? Antonio Pipkin. Mm, what? You might think it's a tough one. I sure as hell don't. Pipkin's not going to start anyway. He'll be a backup. Um, even if he was starting, who cares? He's not a starter. Uh, this one's not This one's not a close one. Toronto, Toronto's a top three team in the CFL. They really are. I mean, yeah, they're not perfect, but they're better. They're head and shoulders better than Hamilton. I can't believe I'm saying that because I had a lot really high hope for Hamilton uh, going into the season, and they just completely collapsed. Uh, they've got no quarterback now because Matt Schlitz is out. Foley by Mitchell is out. I think the guy that's starting the that's starting for Hamilton, I think his last name is Powell or something like that. The fact that I can't even don't even not even sure what the guy's last name is is probably. Um, telling enough uh, that I just don't think this guy's going to – they're not going to do much. Toronto's a much better team than Hamilton is. I'm sorry. It's just a fact. You look at their record. You look at their play. Toronto's considerably better team. Toronto's going to win this one. Uh, Toronto, 48 points. Hey, Charles, I have a question for you. You, you said okay. Toronto was a top three team. Where are the other two? Yeah. BC and Winnipeg. Okay. And you're saying Hamilton is a bottom team. 
Who uh, else is down there? Mid to bottom. Mid to bottom. Okay. Uh, down there. Um, Edmonton. Well, Edmonton's down there. And Ottawa? Ottawa is down there but rising. They, at the, at the bottom of the lower part of the team, they are, right now I have the highest hope for of breaking out of this slump because they're, they're, they're seemingly building some momentum. Ottawa, Edmonton, I don't have much hope for. I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just You just said that, okay, Toronto is a top three team and there's no way they're going to lose to a bottom dweller. And one of those other top three teams, Winnipeg, just lost to a bottom dweller. Fair enough. And sure, okay. It, it, it's, but it's let's possible. face it, that was an offset that nobody would have picked. I mean, can it happen? Sure, it can happen. Is it likely? Nobody no. picked it. Nobody picked no it. No one would have. No. Okay, so you've <laughs> That's got what makes my pick of Winnipeg nervous. Yes. Well, 48. Okay. 48. My, uh, my bad. Sorry. Right. Sparky, it was 48. William. Toronto, 41. Toronto, 41. Rudy. I think Hamilton might keep it close for a bit, and Hamilton, they usually play teams pretty tough, but without a... Well, the quarterback in Toronto is so strong. I'll I'll say Toronto, I don't know, 49. Well, I'm going to take the Argos, and I'm going to go 44. Next game, Gatron Rough Riders into the dome to play BC. And what is this called? A, a watermelon de- the pump. demolition or something? The watermelon smash. Watermelon smash. Watermelon smash. Love it. Upper deck is open. Demand for ticks t- huge. Charles, I'm going to assume you're taking yes. BC. That's a pretty good assumption. It Not is. just because I'm a BC homer, which I am, but BC's a better team than Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan's starting Nathan or Nathan Mason Fine. And they're not a good they, they might need three punt returns to beat BC. And maybe that's not even enough. And quite frankly, BC's a solid team, especially at home. And the Riders, I'm sorry, Mason Fine is not a great quarterback. I'm not coming down hard on the guy. Not everybody's a starting quarterback, and I think that category includes Mason Fine. He might keep them in it for a while, but I I can't see them coming in with Mason Fine as quarterback coming in here and beat the Lions in BC. I just don't see that happening. I think BC's a better team, and I think it could be a bit of a laugher. I'm not saying it 100% it will, but BC's going to win, and I think they're going to win it comfortably. Uh, I'm going to see BC um, 40, no, 51 points. 51 points. William. 
William? Oh, sorry, I had my mute on. I said Saskatchewan 93. I think this is the game... uh, I think this is a game where BC shows their true colors. They're not a very good football team. They don't have a very good quarterback. And I think they're just going to implode, okay? And we'll see the true colors from the BC Lions. Saying that, I'm lying. Um, I'll go BC 41. Do we have a sarcasm alarm? No. What was that? We should. Once again, once again, sorry, once again, if BC loses to Saskatchewan, they deserve to forfeit the rest of their games this year, especially with Nathan Fine. I I might agree with that. I am in a problem with that. They did have your favorite favorite sack leader on... uh, on Sports Talk Radio in Saskatchewan today, by the way, or yesterday, sorry. Matthew Beth, they had him on that Saskatchewan radio show I listen to all the time. It's really sad that they have him on Saskatchewan radio more than Vancouver radio, but I digress. Yeah, well, that's typical. All right, I'll go. So I'll say BC, BC in a walk, 50, 55. Okay, I'm going to take the Lions as well, and I'm going to go with 60. Now, to me, the first three games were easy to pick. Is the fourth game Ottawa in Calgary? William, go first. Um, for me, this game is for me this game is easy because I think uh, Calgary gets better every game. To be honest with you, and uh, I'm still not a believer in what's his face. What was that quarterback's name? Crum? For Ottawa? Mayor. No, for Ottawa. What's Crum. his name? Crum, right. Crum. Um, I, I'm not a believer in Crum. I think I think Calgary's D-line is going to eat that fucking guy for dinner. Um, I'm going to go Calgary 41. <laughs> Calgary 41. So do you want to change the Winnipeg score? Nope. The first, the first one you did. Nope. Because you put, you picked that one at forty-two. Oh, did I? And then I, Toronto no, at forty-one, BC 40, at forty-one, and Calgary at forty-one. No, no, I said, I said forty-one for Winnipeg as well. I don't know. Clean the shit out of your ears. Sparky's going to have to confirm this one because he's the only one that's going to go back and listen. That is correct. So he's either going to say Christopher was right. Yeah, no, no, no. He's going to say Christopher's right anyways because he's into licking your ass. So 
William. You're his hero, remember? Don't you remember the first time you met Sparky? Come on. If you had said, hey, let's have sex, he would have sex with you, Christopher, because he loves you. You were a celebrity, okay? He's like a little chihuahua following you around the stadium. Anyways. Oh, by the way, I Sparky, no I do appreciate it. I do appreciate all the work you do for us, Sparky. Just so you know. But you know me and my you know me and my big mouth, Sparky. What can I say? We do. We know. Will's just an asshole. Yep. Okay. Rudy. Ottawa and Calgary. Uh, I'll go Calgary, Calgary 50. I think the, I think Ottawa's going to come back down to earth a little bit this week. Okay. Charles. Oh, boy. Hmm. This would have been a lot easier to pick if Ottawa had lost to Winnipeg. Uh. I honestly think this is going to be a close game, but I still think that Calgary will probably win. Uh, I'd love to see Ottawa win and go on a bit of a run. I don't. I think they're going to be in this game. I just think that Calgary is a little bit better than Ottawa, so I'm going to pick uh, Calgary to win it. Uh, Forty-two points. Forty-two points. Okay, I'm going to take the Calgary Stampeders, and I'm going to go 55. Okay. So I'm going to put this in the drawer. Oh, I didn't put you seven on. Okay. Eight, seven. Okay, that's it. Now let's go over to Charles's agenda. what we got. Riders announced Trevor Harris to undergo surgery for his knee injury. Well, we knew that. So, what do they say? Okay, Saskatchewan Rough Riders will be with other quarterback Trevor Harris for the foreseeable future. The club announced on Sunday that Harris sustained a tibula plateau fracture with his right knee midway through the fourth quarter of the game against Calgary St. Peters. Rough Riders confirmed that Trevor Harris, 37, will undergo surgery in Regina. We're optimistic Trevor will make a full recovery and are are not ready to rule out a return at some point later in the season. The team statement said, we know Trevor will tackle this recovery with the same focus and tenacity he shows on the football field moving forward. Mason Fine will be our starting quarterback. Rough Riders Vice President of Football Operations and General Manager Jeremy O'Day will speak with the media ahead of the Riders' practice on Tuesday morning. The Riders travel to Vancouver. Saskatchewan Rough Riders have just lost this season. 
over. You know what? I I don't I don't think uh, Trevor Harris ever plays football again. No, he shouldn't. That was a really bad yeah, break. Yeah, you think and we've seen the last of him? Yeah, I think we've seen the last of him because apparently, apparently he broke it right as close to the knee as possible, and apparently it's a nasty, nasty fracture or nasty break. Sorry? Yeah, it's right where all these tendons are attached to your knee, I guess. So that's the... Yeah, and and actually, he had his surgery yesterday, and they also had to repair an ACL, apparently, or a PCL. One of the... the, Sorry? Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't mentioned before, because that... Yeah, no, because I I heard... When I was listening to the sports cage today, which was yesterday's show, they had Jeremy O'Day on, and he said he had gone through the surgery, and they also said they had to repair a major ligament as well. So, yeah. He should and not play. Injury, he should be big. Well, no, but someone was saying he might be ready to come back. And, I mean, this, and they said the no, surgery alone on the knee, they said is you can't even put weight on it for six for six weeks after That's surgery, correct. so six, weeks. six eight six weeks. weeks. So, so you're not even walking in ten weeks. You're no. not even walking yeah. properly in ten weeks. It's the Mazzoli type injury, not the same, but like similar that it's a catastrophic knee injury. At such a thirty-seven. Yeah. And you know what? I, I because I'm a because I'm a masochist. I slowed down <laughs> the replay on TV. And you could see the anger, anguish on his face as he was going down. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, well, I don't doubt. I don't doubt that. And I mean, when you have a fat girl landing on your leg like that, oh my lord, it's not fun. So. At least these fat girls had their clothes on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Scary as it is. Charles, you've been uh, very quiet, quiet in this. No, really, I just kind of agree with everyone else. I don't think, well, first of all, I don't think Trevor Harris is coming back this week. And I'm of the opinion that I don't think he's coming back at all. At 37 years old. This was a serious knee injury. I mean, we saw how long it took Nathan Rourke to go come back last season, and he came back and he was nowhere near 100%, which was obvious. And I think it's a much more uh, damaging injury than what Nathan Rourke had. Uh, this, and the other thing is Nathan Rourke is 20, what, 23 years old. Trevor Harris is 37. That's an old quarterback healthy. An old, now, an old quarterback coming back on with a, a crap leg, I just I don't see it personally. I think uh, his, day, his days are behind him, to be honest. But we said the same thing about Zach Caleros. Caleros wasn't nearly this old. the same thing about Jeremiah Mazzoli. Yeah, Jeremiah Mazzoli was right about that. that. <laughs> we were right. He lasted uh, like a quarter and a half. 
Was it that long? No. Yes, about that. I don't think that counts as a return. Not really. Okay, so Chris Elks, Chris Jones challenges Canadian quarterback Trey Ford to play better and opportunities will show up. I have defended Chris Jones nonstop for the last two years. I can't defend him on this. Because I honestly believe Trey Ford has been trying hard to be successful at this, and nobody has given them an opportunity, especially when they need somebody to step up. Maybe Trey Ford should learn how to put the ball from one hand to another hand while he's being tackled and then throw with the wrong arm. Maybe once he learns that, then he'll get chances. The guy they got playing now does that. I don't I think mean, that's just a listen to him. No, it's not. And you look at Taylor Cornelius and his lousy play, but he keeps getting jammed. Why, why in the world is, 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 is Chris Jones not calling out his starting quarterbacks? It's like Wolf said earlier. They've had that ridiculous performance. They've been losing game after game after game. And he goes out and calls out his third-string quarterback that hasn't played. That's who he's calling out. Not any of the players that are on the field when they're getting embarrassed. Let's call out some guy that doesn't play. That's going to motivate the team. Give me a break. No wonder they keep losing. And I firmly believe, too, yeah, I firmly believe, too, if there is no um, management cap, he's not employed today. I think he's gone at this point. The management cap is keeping him in a job. At this point, yeah, and he knows it, right? What's his so, name? Victor Cooley or Kai or uh, how do you pronounce it? He as much said so last week. What does he have to lose to start Trey Ford at this point? He has nothing to lose. Like the, the lost season again. I mean, is he afraid that they're going to lose? They're already losing. Or, I mean, maybe they'll sell some more tickets. Starting the Canadian, like who knows? He, he should have started in game four. Whatever he does, he's better than what they got so far. Ridiculous. The Winnipeg regains. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find Taylor Cornelius's career stats. I don't. I can't. I'm trying to find out how many games he's played. Because all they have listed on CA is 2023 for fuck's sake. Okay? And 
pissing me off. It's ridiculous. Well, because, because and the reason the reason I'm looking that up, the reason I'm looking that up is because how many how many guys do you think any team would have given that many starts to if if he has the record this guy has? There you go. Stats crew. So. He so started he started eight, 12, eight games in 2021. Say that again? 12 and he started 2022. eight games in 2021. He eight had games? a uh, completion percentage of 57.9. He had a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 9 to 13. His, his QB yeah. rating was 70. What the fuck is Chris Jones, Chris Jones doing? Like, Why really? would you sign him? He honestly, they should have cut him in the offseason, not signed him. Yeah. Okay, so. In 2022, he started. 14, 24, 25, 26. He's, he started. 32 games in the CFL, and I bet you he hasn't won five of them or ten of them. Why is he still a quarterback in the CFL? No idea. Maybe maybe what happened is Taylor Cornelius caught the entire board of the Edmonton Elves fucking a goat. Maybe that's what it is. Well, considering they haven't won any games this year, last year they won uh-huh. four games. The year before they won three games. They won seven games total, and I don't think he was the quarterback for all seven. In fact, I know he wasn't the quarterback for all seven of those games. He so probably, he's probably won, won four games out of thirty-two. Yeah. You know what's funny? Every Why once in a while, he throws a good pass. Like, every once in a while, you know, he's coming out of it. Like every once in a while, you're like, okay, maybe I see what Chris Jones sees. You know, maybe he has a good drive. Or he well, well maybe like, maybe you can uh, defend him in that honestly, way. Honestly, I can throw every, a good one. Hold on. And then, every and then now he goes right back then, to shit. Hold on. <laughs> every now and then, Marcus Crandall won a great cup. Yeah, exactly. But Matt, Marcus Crandall right? was, at least was consistent. He had three good games. He put go. He strung Three good games together. I mean, maybe, Cornelius maybe, maybe Taylor Cornelius this week. Week we'll he'll meet the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and they, they'll all be drunk like in the 2001 Grey Cup. Depends. Maybe they have a chance. Maybe they have a chance. No response. I was actually going to click on the recap for all the games the Argos have won over the past two years to see who the quarterback was. But, of course, when you click on that, it takes you to CFL.ca, and it says there is currently no data available in this feed, meaning they've removed all of the previous seasons. Uh, yeah, of course they have. 
What a crock. Yeah. Charles, I just... No one ever wants historical stats. Hmm? I just sent a message in our, our chat. Can you look at it, please? Okay. Uh, okay, I got it. You good with that? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Okay, guys. Okay. Everybody out right. there, I'm yeah, sorry I have to call it a night and uh, get out of here. Charles is going to take over the show and continue with the last 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Take care. Enjoy the show. I just realized I don't Enjoy have access game to this week. Video, but that's okay. It'll just end at some point. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll move on, and, and um, I think we've beaten the, the uh, Elks to death at this point. I'm sure know everybody else has, yeah. too. So I think we should move on to the next uh, thing, and it's the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They've got quarterback problems, too. Only my Mitchell is out long-term. Matt Schlitz is now out long-term. They've got this other guy, Powell, who's playing into a starter. But they got some quarterback help on the way, apparently. Well, at the very least, they've got Antonio Pipkin on the way because they just signed him today. Uh, I guess they had to sign somebody because, quite frankly, they're running out of quarterbacks because the quarterbacks keep going down with injuries. Like Ottawa and Hamilton are the same. They keep moving quarterbacks left and right. But Antonio Pipkin is back in the league. He played last year for the Lions uh, with a good short yardage quarterback, no question. Um, let's see. His stats last year, he completed 54% of his passes for 1,846 yards, six touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. He also carried the ball 128 yards for 586 yards and 21 touchdowns. That is not all last year. Sorry, I didn't realize it. Oh, that's over his career. Never mind. I'm going to say. But anyway, <laughs> he's there. Um, okay, he threw for 393 yards last year. Two touchdowns, one interception, along with 43 carries for 137 yards and seven touchdowns. A lot of them were the one-yard plunges. But uh, he's a good short yardage guy. He was a, a very effective short yardage quarterback for the Lions last year. But to be brutally honest, that's about his ceiling is to be a short yardage guy because they've tried, Montreal tried, I believe. um, um, Toronto might have tried a little bit. The Lions let him start a game. He is not a starting quarterback. He's a a short yardage guy and a short-term backup. Is this going to be a big help for the uh, Hamilton Tigers catch, you guys think? What do you think, uh, uh, Rudy? Do you think he's going to help? I mean, he can do short yardage. What else is he going to do? Yeah, I think that'll be – I think they're, they're they're resting their hopes on Powell. And uh, if he can – you know, they play in the East, so they're, they're still in the playoff hunt. So uh, I think uh, – I've never, I've never, I'm like you, I've never, Pipkin's never made the leap to look like a starter. And, I mean, if they have to go to him, Hamilton's in big trouble. So, I think if Powell doesn't 
get it done. It's get, Hamilton probably will miss the playoffs. And I don't know what the update is on Bo Levi Mitchell, if he's going to be off the uh, sixth game early or. Yeah, I've heard nothing about that. Yeah, it's very quiet. Well, you would think it'd be because they never want him to start another football game for Hamilton as long as he lives. Perhaps not. I mean, I who know. knows? Because he wasn't exactly I mean, lighting the world on fire when he left when he got injured. No, but he, I mean, he moved. I mean, he moved the whole family there, and they invested in you know the Hamilton area and blah blah blah. So. You think you think they would give him another shot before they pulled the plug, just to exhaust all all hope, wouldn't you think? Sure, I would think that way. If none of them, I would think that way if all of them were legally blind for the first three games he played. <laughs> he yeah. was horrible. He was throwing ducks. He was. Anything over forty yards was a duck. It was he threw a two picks in the he end zone. Nothing on his passes. Nothing. He reminds nothing. me of Ricky. He reminds me. Of, he reminds me of Ricky Ray late in his career. Yeah, Ricky Ray had Ricky nothing Ray, left. Ricky Ricky Ray smarter. was always that way. Okay. Yeah. Even smarter. So I, I don't know. And as far as Anthony Pipkin goes, I mean, Charles, you said he has eighteen hundred yards in his career. Isn't isn't that yeah, more yards better. than? Isn't that more yards than Taylor Taylor Cornelius has in his career? No. And Taylor's the starter. Taylor Cornelius has had a lot of yards, but he just doesn't do anything with them. Uh huh. I don't know. I think I think we spent enough time on Mr. Pipkin. Yeah, because Mr. Pippen is on that good. He had his he had his chance in Montreal two or three years ago, and they gave it a one or two game chance, and that was it. Okay. Yeah. Books the books yeah, closed on him. Okay, so big news. I know Rudy's excited for this. Kenny Lawler uh, is coming back uh, to make his season debut with the Bombers. He's been out. Since the start of the year, because he had some uh, immigration issues that started back when he was still with, uh, I believe he was still with the Bombers the first time, and they kind of yeah. caught up with him, and I think he's been out of the country. Uh, but he's back, and he's apparently going to play uh, tomorrow when they play Edmonton. So he's a talented receiver, no problem. But the Bombers are already full of talented receivers. And I think they've got other problems outside of receivers. So is he going to, you know, turn this uh, a big-time help for the Bombers? I mean, he's a good receiver, no question, but uh, do uh, is it going to be that big a difference, or is, um, is this just another um, talented receiver? But, you know, their issues are with their offensive line. But is this going to be a big boost to the Bombers? What do you think, Rudy? You know what I think it's going to do? I think it's going to open up other receivers. I think you'll see Schoen getting more space because teams can't just key in on him. So I think that's going to help 
help Winnipeg's passing game. Not that Lawler's going to go off and, you know, have a 200-yard game, but it's just going to give them more balance, you know, be able to spread the ball around, and, and teams can't just worry about, you know, one or two receivers. And I think Dembski's going to be back, too, because uh, I think he's a bit banged up, and he had, just had a child. So I think Winnipeg's offense is waiting to explode, but it hasn't. So I keep saying every week that they're going to – so you'd think this week of all weeks, if they struggle this week – with the uh, spotty old line, yeah. Could be trouble, but I think uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a I think he'll do well. He'll have probably over I'll say over eighty yards in receiving tomorrow. That's my over under. Well what do you think uh, Kenny Law is gonna do to Winnipeg? You know what? I <laughs> receivers are the least of Winnipeg's problems. Sorry. So will Kenny Lawler make him better? Sure. Will it open up more space for Sean? I guess, but Sean didn't need him last year, and he didn't. He's already him. open most of the time. So so. Yeah, I. I mean, sure, it'll make their offense better, but the problem is not their offense, in my mind. Okay, they've got some other problems they got to deal with. So, but once yeah. again, like we said before, it'll make them a little. It'll make them better. You can't count Winnipeg out at all because you never know. You just don't know. You know what I mean? No. CFL. Um, you know what? better. There's no doubt about it. In a one, you know, in a one-game shot in the playoffs, one of you know, good teams can beat you. Yeah. But I also, but I also hope that he's been off now for four games or five days. I hope he doesn't come back and go really hard and not ready and hurts himself. Because that can well, happen. Well, that's what that happened before, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Pardon you know what injury it's going to be if it does. Sorry, the Achilles yeah, tendon, right? Injury. That's the injury when Achilles. you're. I was going to say, he has not been allowed to be around the Bombers either, has he? No. No. You I, think okay, he, so he has, I don't think he's even been in the country. Right, Somebody so he said hasn't he was practiced here, either. But I'm not. Someone, someone said he was here, and then someone said he wasn't here, so I really don't know where. He's probably not allowed in the country, I, I would think. Well, if he had a visa problem, he wouldn't be allowed in the country. Yeah. 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 Something he didn't. I, I, Honestly, I, 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 he didn't start. I, uh, yeah. I wouldn't it plan would this week. I'd let him, uh, yeah. I wouldn't plan this week. I'd let him practice a week or two. Get him back up his speed. Well, There's no reason to rush him. No, especially in the CFL. I mean, the season's so nope. long. Yep. And that's the one thing I fans get very excited the first half of the CFL season and yeah, it's great if your team's winning, but you know what, so much happens in the second half. Yep. How many times have we said the season doesn't the season yeah. doesn't start till Labor Day anyway? Yeah. Well even well. For some East teams, maybe it starts in November because I think Toronto lost by 30 to Calgary last year in October. So I don't know. 
that works. Yep. Nope. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, we can't even all health, but I think uh, there are issues lie elsewhere, to be perfectly honest. they, yeah. they got to shore well, up I, that I offensive think, line. That offensive line. Yeah. yeah, the offensive line and also complacency. That team was complacent last week, and it, 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 it yeah. cost them. So, and... So, but you think the leaders on that team, like Big Hill and Jefferson, will have a word with the team, and I, I, you would think that'll be the end of that. But if it isn't, then 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 the age then the age issue could be a could be a factor. Then the team could be aging quicker than than Bomber fans want to believe. True. All right, so let's move on to another favorite topic, expansion. But not Halifax this time. In a couple of weeks back, uh, Randy Ambrosi was uh, talking about potential expansion and said that uh, if uh, not um, in Halifax, then another option would be Quebec City. But then... Uh, this week, Rouge Or, president at the, uh, I believe, the uh, college team in Quebec, Jacques Tanguay, says he sees no infrastructure or private sector appetite for the CFL expansion into Quebec City, which I guess I take that to mean that Randy Ambrosi is definitely going to try and put a team there, because that's kind of the same situation in Halifax. There's no infrastructure and no real appetite for a stadium in Halifax. And guess what? They say the same thing about Quebec City. But that probably won't stop Randy because that's, you know, that's the way he likes to put teams in, uh, teams in when no one really wants them. Well, what do you think about a potential expansion team in Quebec City? I really don't care, but... Uh... Once again, this guy, this guy, this guy is the Rouge at Or guy. So maybe he doesn't want any competition. Maybe that's why he's saying well, that. That's a good point. point. And on top of that, it is once again a Three Down Nation article. Okay. There. So I don't, I don't believe half this shit. And I think of anywhere, Quebec is a viable place. To be honest with you. They I would think the they do. It's like the most population and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But are, but are they CFL fans? That's the thing. I don't think they are. Yeah. The NFL fans are CIS fans in 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 Quebec. So I would think they'd be CFL fans if they watch CIS. Agreed, but but you know what though? It's more of the it's more of the social aspect there. I think it's cheap tickets. And you know, ten, fifteen bucks or whatever, and everybody goes there and they drink up because it's a college atmosphere. It's like ten thousand fans. I don't know. I don't know if that mm-hmm. would, would would transfer over to a, a CFL team. I mean, the Owls have a hard enough time. They can't draw twenty thousand. When they have a decent team, they can't draw twenty thousand. So, I'm not sure. I mean, and who's building the stadium, anyways? Without the other issue, right? Like we were talking, yeah, it's no the same. 
the same issue with uh, Halifax. There's no stadium. So where are they going to play? And if they're going to play there, they've got to build a stadium. Well, who's going to build it? Well, and they keep saying, well, some people are saying, well, a uh, temporary stadium. And, like, those do not work long-term. And you lose money. You get – I mean, Bob Young might have lost. Temporary for like, a reason. Yeah. Because you temporary – you're broke for a long time after because you've lost all your – like, you've lost tons. I mean – Yeah. The Tiger Cats fold, if not mm-hmm. for Bob Young's – for money. It, when the year they played in Guelph, they lost a gazillion dollars. Of course they did. Yeah. I think we're able to... eventually, you know, the Lions played that... Go on. No, I was going to say also Montreal, they keep saying, well, Montreal have a rival in Quebec. Just because the hockey had a a rivalry between Montreal and Quebec, who says you're going to get have a rivalry in Montreal and Quebec are going to play each other 10 times in the CFL season? Like, there's no way. No (sighs) one's... Yeah, uh, I I just I get annoyed when people talk about the temporary stadium. There's no professional sports team in North America that plays in a temporary stadium, except in the cases where they're building a new stadium and need somewhere to play short term, yeah. like you just brought up with um, uh, Hamilton in, uh, in when Tim Hortons Field was being built. Yeah. The Lions were playing at uh, Empire Field while BC Place was being renovated. I mean, sure, you can get there. But is that as a permanent solution? No. no. That's Mickey Mouse. That's embarrassing. If you want a professional team, you've got to build professional facilities. What the hell kind of free and, agent is going to want to sign in a, in a um, stadium built yeah. up with scaffolding and they're, they're – their dressing room is a trailer. Or they keep saying, you know, a, a small stadium for of, of seven or 10,000. Well, that's not going to cut it. You're not going to make any money. And what owner, every time an owner, they say a prospective owner, the second they look at the books or they get their financial guy to look at the books, it's like, no, you can't make any money. So you're not making money. Who's going to invest in a, in a franchise where even if you build your own stadium, you might not fill it. So you, who knows? I mean, the average attendance in the East is what, 20,000? Under 20,000. So, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a money maker. You're not making money owning a team in Eastern Canada. You're losing money. No. Maybe the Ticats break even at 20, what, 22,000? Maybe. You know, I think the standard should be you're gonna, if you're going to get a CFL team, you have to build the bare minimum, like Tim Hortons Field, a, like a very vanilla, bare-bones stadium, but it's perfect for the CFL. That's all you need, 25000 That's what the market bears. Right. East. Exactly. And, yeah, there's no temporary stadium and so on like that. And uh, I mean, I've heard people say, oh, there's huge interest in the CFL in Halifax. Uh, there's a huge uh, – well, they – they held a season ticket drive a few years ago when we had that touchdown in Lanterker or that, uh, that group mm-hmm. that said they were going to bring the Schooners. And I think they sold 6000 and it was only a $50 deposit. And I think they sold 6000 season ticket deposits. And a bunch yeah, of them were from away. people outside of Atlanta, Canada. And he ran away with the money. He took off. Yeah. They didn't know where the guys he took off. And then the, <laughs> a 
a bunch of those people didn't get their money back to this day. I they heard were that being conned. You could tell they were being conned, and people bought. There were some suckers that bought into it. Most most people didn't. The only time it gets serious in Halifax is if Irving Oil says, "Okay, we want to we want a team," because they have the money they can right. to do it. But that they, hasn't happened. They can do that. Years. They can build a stadium. They've been kicking tires for 45 years in Halifax, and it hasn't gotten done. So, I mean. And oh, yeah, I was going to say, they, they started this trying to get a team in Halifax back in the early 80s, 83, 84. Yeah. They have not progressed one inch since 1984. No. They're in the exact same spot they were then. It's time to walk away from this nonsense. It's not going to happen. And if you try to force it and make it happen, It'll end up being a disaster. It'll be an embarrassment for the league. And whatever sucker they get to try and own the team will just go lose bushels of money. Yeah. They need to worry. You can the see CFL it needs to worry about the nine. They need to, the CFL needs to worry about the nine existing teams. Yeah, get them going first, then start worrying about that. Same thing with yeah. Quebec City. There's no stadium. There's no infrastructure. Until you have a stadium built, there's not even point of talking about it because without that, nothing else works. Nope. Exactly. That's exactly. Every time there's a post or something on one of the Facebook pages and they're talking about Kamloops or God knows where, and then oh, I just yeah. add, well, I think Afghanistan has the same chances of, of getting the team because it's true. It's zero. Zero, zero, zero. And nonsense. Yeah. You say, oh, Victoria. No, it's not, there's not going to be a CFL team in Victoria. <laughs> or Kamloops. Or Penticton or Cologne or any of these. They don't have the population oh. for one. Yeah. yeah. But people don't want to listen to that. They just think, oh, we'll put a team here and that'll be great. You know? That's not reality. That's not how you put a team I hear, in. I hear Grand Forks. I hear Grand Forks. Like uh, North Dakota is a good one. Alaska. Because travel. You want, a good, you want to hear another good one? I remember a few years ago they played a couple of. Uh, I think they played one exhibition game and one one regular season game in Fort McMurray. So people thought, oh, yeah. saying, "Hey, maybe we got to put a team there." <laughs> yeah, Fort McMurray, an oil rig town. <laughs> it's entertaining. They all get off the oil rigs and go to watch football. Yes, sure they will. Good luck. Will, do you want to chime in on anything here? You going to make a trek up to Fort McMurray to watch football? Um, uh, you know what? I'd probably go to Red Deer watch football. Um, but, yeah, I... I yeah whatever it's silly especially Montreal or especially Quebec or Victoria or Halifax or anybody like that I mean why would you I mean don't forget there's also people who in the past have said they should have an expansion team in Brandon Manitoba are you fucking kidding yeah. me yeah <laughs> like really how about we put there's the people let's put a team in Saskatoon 
I mean, if if yeah. you if you if you Saskatchewan Rough Riders, if you have a point. team in Brandon, the the stadium will be the <laughs> biggest structure around by far and away. Okay, like wow. Anyway, I don't know. There's no place to expand in Canada in my mind. Let's put so, it in Honolulu for that matter. People would actually want to go there and visit. No, I've also heard that people want to go to uh, to Europe and have like a CFL game in Europe. It's like they would say, "Who who the fuck are these guys?" They wouldn't even know who anybody is. I, I like, guarantee you there'd be guarantee you there'd be Saskatchewan fans there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, just saying. Just saying. It was quite funny the other day. I was. Uh, I was when I was standing in line at the airport coming home. There was these people in in my way, and they weren't really on in line. And as I'm walking by, they said, "Don't worry, these people are they're they're just from Toronto, anyways." And I looked at them and I said, "Is that a is that a city in Canada?" They knew knew know who I was. And they said, "What are you Canadian too?" I said, "Yeah, well, I'm I'm from Calgary." And the guy says, "Well." You guys won the. You guys are famous for winning the Stanley Cup in 1989. And I said, and the Leafs are famous for winning the Cup when? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a buddy here in Calgary who was, uh, who went to all the games the last time Toronto won the Stanley Cup. He was. Wow. He was. He was, he was six years old, okay. Holy shit! And now he's like six, and now he's like sixty-four or something like that. So it's a good generation. It's crazy. Like people laugh. Yeah. They won the last one. Like they won the last Stanley Cup before expansion. They have not yeah. won the Stanley Cup since the NHL went above sixty. Yeah, yeah. It was '67 or something, wasn't it? I can't re- even remember. Yeah, it was '67. So. That was a good too. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I think Harold Ballard was five back then, or wasn't he? Or fifty back then, or thirty? He wasn't even around. No, Harold. He's probably still an asshole, though. But Hamilton yeah, got him a great cup. Hamilton got yep, him a championship. Did. Yeah, they did. Yep. They Somebody did. had to. Well, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anyways, we are Harrigan. down now. In, yeah, Mike Kerrigan. He's a name from the past. Yeah. Underrated <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, so we're in yeah. the uh, final just over a minute left to go, so we're going to have to uh, shut it down here. This has been Let's Talk CFL. I don't know the actual episode number because I've I don't have control of the actual, um, what should we call it, uh, board tonight, uh, but I'm just stepping in as DJ had to knock off a little bit early tonight, so we thank him for that. So uh, it has been Let's Talk CFL. We thank you for joining us. So let's uh, go over uh, first, Rudy, say goodnight. Good night, everyone, and I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend's games and see everyone next week. Bill, your turn. Good night, everybody.
Um, I guess I should finish off with watch football this weekend and go Elks go. They don't have a chance in hell, but go Elks go. <laughs> and I'm Charles Cliff. I've been filling in as host for the last little bit here as CJ took off. Uh, enjoy this weekend's games. Uh, I think I will. I'll be at the uh, Lions Riders game on Saturday. Enjoy the games, and we will talk to you uh, next week. I think we're done. Good night, everybody. <laughs>